<laughs> what else is on your list there with him? Oh, man. Do you really want to keep going? <laughs> I can. All right, so. A couple more. Go ahead. All right. He failed, he failed to ban travel from Europe in January. This is back during the COVID pandemic. And the reason why I bring that up is because, so it spread quickly from Asia into Europe. Oh, boy. So my bourbon. If you, like he, first dismissed it, and then said it was a huge epidemic, which because first he had dismissed it, and then he said it's a terrible, it's a terrible, terrible thing. So at that point... The Wuhan virus. Wouldn't you ban the travel? He didn't. All right, so... Uh, <laughs> he discussed imposing martial law at the Oval Office. If you don't remember that, again, Google it. Uh, he forced the government to hire a firm convicted of tax evasion and child pornography to help build the wall. That is true. Those sound like great qualifications for building That a is 100% correct. And here's the fun part about this one, because this one really ticked me off. His own cabinet opposed him on this law. Uh, I'm sorry, not on this law. On this vendor. And said they did not want them to participate in this because of the tax evasion and, oh yeah, the child pornography <laughs> that, by the way, they pled guilty to. And yet, he forced their hand and they still helped build the wall and they still gave him a lot of money. Uh, he may have also been part of uh, helping out in New York. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. So... He did a, a, by the way, he also did a, a, hu a terrible job stopping human trafficking. And that's on record. I actually went right into our government databases on that. And despite what he said, he did a terrible job stopping human trafficking. The numbers actually rose. So we don't have to go there. Yeah. <laughs> so let's move on. There's a, there's a few, there's a few, your, your, I have a, I, I have more. So we covered one celebrity candidate. Yeah. <laughs> We'll move on. What about Operation Warp Speed? Was that a good thing he did? It depends on who you talk to. Okay. He thought it was great. <laughs> what What about, because Biden thought it was a good thing. Yes. And I'll go on the record saying it wasn't terrible. It piggybacked right off of it, so. Yeah. I mean, portions of it weren't bad. Um, portions of it. Um, what if he benefited from the, the actual vaccines themselves from the manufacturers? So there is something to be said for that. Okay. So that's one thought. Okay. <laughs> Another thought I have. Okay. What about him, and I'm surprised this hasn't been brought up yet on that list, moving the embassy in Israel? No, it's, it's actually on that list. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't think that we should have been involved with that. Because, frankly, if we are trying to keep peace in the Middle East... I think it's terrible to get involved with their politics mm. and you let sleeping dogs lie because there, there's a lot of unrest there. And the last thing we should do is add to that fire. Very complicated issue. It's a very complicated issue. The biggest issue. upside to that Nobody was really... being seen as like fulfilling like a far right Christian prophecy, which is not good motivation. It's not good anything. motivation. Well, there wasn't many people who spoke up about it. No. And, right or not. There really, honestly, should have been somebody. I mean, it's... 
without digging too, too deep into this, because we go really, really deep with this one. Um, we want all people represented and all of their interests represented, and we want to make sure that all parties are equally represented. So by doing that, I think that you cause a, uh, a political divide in one direction without representation for the other. So. It could be a whole. I mean, if we really wanted to step in it, oh, we yeah. could do a whole episode. We touched on, on it Israel before and with Brian Gadawa. We did. Like, like yeah. I think one of the interesting things that I don't know if folks cover enough is that like, like that's like one of the things Democrats won't touch either. Like as as easily as they could go against like rabidly pro-Israel Republicans, like Democrats do not touch that. Oh, that's a good thought there, Keith. And we won't touch on yes, that tonight. Exactly. Yeah, because that's another bipartisan thing. <laughs> yeah. But if you want to talk about uh, scandal, um, isn't Bobert still in the running? Bobert has pulled slightly into the lead. Yeah. Um, the other candidate winning would probably depend on like there's a ballot curing process for like um, when you submit a, a mail in ballot where you can have it corrected if it was rejected for some reason. The, the other candidate winning, like he's down by a couple thousand, it would depend on enough people calling in, curing their ballots, probably. Um, and and, and I'm, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, it's remarkable that it's that close because mm. Bobert is a candidate who only exists as an actual representative because of severe gerrymandering. <laughs> yeah. My problem with this is that, again, I'm going to step harder on the conservative party because I want better conservative representatives. I want representatives that actually live the life they claim to represent. Bober is not one of those. Do you think we need the Republican side? Well, if there were, I mean, no, we what could, if we could just do away with the right? Be, we could all be the Republicans. But well, what, could, what if we could just do away with it and our side was right? You know, <laughs> Ultimately, I, I would love it to be. I would love it to be where we could just simply be one giant party who met in the middle and decided who were the best candidates to lead in areas. It'd be great, right? Well, I guess what I'm asking is, and I want like each of your opinion on it. Do you still agree, for better or for worse, we still need both extremes and everything in the middle? I don't think it should be to extremes. Well, but there's always going to be. I know, but there's that, always going to be. That's that's where the problem I think lies is that. And I was talking with my kids about this earlier. Ultimately, we have two parties because you you have two different factions of the country represented in those two parties. It was meant to be that way so that that way your parties could come together, and represent the two different sides and create the best absolute best scenarios for both sides. So I'm okay with two, there being two sides, but the trouble is is that we need there to be a, more, a better consensus to bring those two sides together and have those discussions. So at this point, we're just too locked into that. It's a codependent, dis dysfunctional relationship yeah. that both sides need. In order for our government to work. I would almost say you need a hardcore third or even fourth party. Because once you start creating a leg, another leg, like, like a, a pillar or like a, a stool, if you branch it out a little bit more, maybe you finally start to find general consensus. I, I would agree that we probably need more than that. I mean, you look at other countries who have 
you know, democratic countries that have more parties than we do. Yeah. Um, it seems it's as though if we stay the, the way that we are now, the way that we have been for a long time, that it's easy to be ruled by somebody else. Yeah. And I digress. Yeah, absolutely. Well, go back to like the rings of power, right? Is, is, has everybody watched the rings of power, by the way? If you haven't, no, I'm not. Lord of the, is that Lord of the Rings? Yeah, or is that Lord of the Rings, okay. the rings okay. of power by on, on Amazon. Well, that's the TV series. Okay. Right? Um, yeah. So that, that is actually, so I went into it. Okay. Now we're going to drift geek a little bit. <laughs> um, I went into it really expecting, I mean, full heartedly expecting to hate it. I heard that there was this big woke thing. It was going to be terrible. It was going to be awful. I actually enjoyed it. I actually, I actually enjoyed it. Was it perfect? No. But was it good? Yeah, it actually was. I actually found it to be very, very... Uh, I found it to be more true to the Tolkien ideas and mythos than uh, anybody expected it to be. Maybe even in some instances closer than even Peter Jackson got it. So um, there was an instance where it got to... Uh, and Spoilers ahead, by the way... <laughs> Uh, there was an instance where it got to where they're creating at the end of the season the three rings for the Elven Kings, right? If you know the the poem, three rings for the Elven Kings, um, and uh, the first one speaks up and says, "Well, we need more than one," and the second says, "Well, then two, and then Galadriel." Who I've always loved. I've always loved Galadriel. I don't know why. I've always loved Galadriel. She's she's across Lord of the Rings. If you don't know the Lord of the Rings mythos, she's like one of the oldest people. Uh, well, longest living people in uh, in Middle Earth. Uh, she holds a ton of power. She's very well balanced. She has great wisdom. In the series, though, she's very hot headed. This is hundreds of years. Actually, I think it's a thousand years before uh, the Lord of the Rings. So she's still fairly young, only a couple hundred years old, and uh, hot-headed because her brother was killed by Mordoth, right? So she's after Sauron. Well, in the very last episode, when they're making the Three Rings, she says, no, we need a third, because two rings will always divide. Hmm. A third creates a balance of power. Yep. And so to bring it back <laughs> to what we're talking about, I think we need a strong third or even fourth, but at least a strong third leg of, the, of political interest to create that balance of power. You could start. Yep. Uh, I'll buy this because I, I mean, maybe this is maybe, maybe being a little partisan. Oh, go figure. Um, that you might need the third because the second right now has gone so far in a certain direction. So like, you know, it, it wasn't even that long ago, like eight or 10 years ago, there was Democrats and Republicans disagreeing about how to provide people better healthcare. Okay. And you could disagree on like whether that was good policy or not. But like in theory, there could have been a situation where they would have come together. And in fact, the, the Affordable Care Act was actually Democrats debating themselves to get to a Republican policy because the Affordable Care Act is Romney Care. 
like it was first implemented by a Republican. It's the most conservative thing you can do to guarantee healthcare for a lot of people, more people than you did before. Um, but we are at a situation today where it's like one party is like, hey, we want to figure out ways to deliver better health care. And to be completely fair, there are actually a lot of Democrats who don't care a lot about this, which is why you don't often get anywhere, even with the majority. But then there's another party who's like, no, those people don't deserve health care, <laughs> basically. Or like one party is like, hey, we don't want LGBTQ people to be discriminated against. And like others are like, you know, they're, and it's not the whole Republican Party, but there's enough and they particularly win primaries in gerrymandered districts where they're like, no, we don't think those people should be, should exist. They're an abomination. It's like the, literally the worst sin in my religion or something like that or whatever their religion is. Um, so like when we're at that point, you might need like Republicans and there's a substantial number of Republicans. There's a decent number that are politicians and there's a huge number that are people like voting that are like, we don't actually ex subscribe to this extremism that says burn it all down, that says screw, you know, the have nots. Um, I agree. And yeah. they might have to make their own thing and that would involve them as a combined entity losing a lot in the short term. But that pain would probably make that third stronger to maybe pull the second back in the line to actually form a co coalition that is working for the common good. Yeah, I, I agree with both of your points, 100%. Um, and this is where I feel that, you know, if a person like Trump can't show the Republican Party and those who voted for him how far gone we've gone, you know, to what, to your ideal of what is conservative, conservative or... Um, I can't understand it. I mean, especially, um, and I'm speaking to the evangelical community. Yeah. That's his largest block of voting. That's his biggest voting base. And I think he took certain steps, you know, especially, you know, the whole embassy thing that I brought up mm -hmm. that locked it in. Yeah. He knew, he knew what he had to do to get that base. And, um, but it's not going to be enough, you know, on either side at this point. I think until until we have that awakening that wow we we need something else other than the right or the just the left yeah uh, it's the problem is on both sides the yeah. problem is the belief in both sides is is going to get us out yeah no I agree I agree I mean it's 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 fraught with scandal after scandal it's like you brought up Romney right so I actually like Romney. <laughs> I don't mind Romney. So, um, I, yeah, he people call him a flip flopper, but in most of what he's done, he's been pretty consistent. Honestly, um, flip flopping's growth. If you change your mind on something and you admit it publicly, yeah. that's off. Yeah, it's respectable. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I actually like Romney. Um, I think that he's been far more consistent in his message than most people out there. The fact that he is not fraught with scandal tells you a ton. The fact that he opposed his own party uh, during different parts of uh, riots and pandemics and everything else. Um, I like him. I actually like him. Uh, we don't share the same religion, but I still like him. You know, um, I think yeah. that I think that he speaks from the heart. And I think that he acts from the heart. And I, and uh, 
he probably got like he probably got that from his father because his father was also a politician, right? Um, I like the way he stands up, and at times even opposes his own party. That tells me that he he knows what he believes and he's willing to stand up for it. Yep. If there were fifty so. Romneys on the Republican side in the Senate, I would guarantee you that right now every American would have affordable health insurance. Yeah. I agree, <laughs> you know. But then you have, like I said, your Boberts and stuff. Your Tommy Tuber. I mean, this is what the celebrity thing comes down to: is it's not necessarily like a strong personality, but it's malleable. Like the the most conservative or the most conservative slash productive, and it doesn't mean these things to go go hand in hand all the time. But in this yeah. case, they do. About Trump, the most. The the most important thing for Republicans about Trump is that he selects judges perfectly in line with whatever the Heritage Foundation says. Or yeah. not the Heritage. Is it the which one's the the, the judge one? The one that um what what are all the um Federalist Society? I'm sorry, Heritage I mean the Heritage Foundation would agree that's a think tank, but the Federalist Society is the one that's like made up of judges and lawyers and stuff like that. And they have recommendations for federal judges, for Supreme Court judges, and for all the crazy undisciplined things about Trump is he basically said, I will let these people pick the judges and I will aggressively select judges based on their list. And he did that. And that's ultimately whether like, like when you have these celebrity candidates, so when you have like a Dr. Oz or, you know, JD Vance who wrote a book that became a movie and that's, and he's a venture capitalist and that's all he really is involved with politics and Peter Thiel likes him. Which yep. is actually makes him, which makes uh, what uh, Blake Masters of Arizona, like the light version of J.D. Vance, who lost. Um, <laughs> or you have um, uh, Tommy Tuberville's one. He's like a football coach yeah. with no credentials. Herschel Walker is hoping to be one of them. They are blank slates who can go vote present with their majority and do these things. And that's that's their value. And they, yeah. they, know, they bring no independent thought. They bring no analysis. They know, bring no nuance. That like a Romney would bring nuance. I mean, Marshall Walker can't get through a speech without people breaking things out. Say what? Wait, I have no idea what he just said. Oh, I'm really regretting that. There, there was that one quote. <laughs> it's like, oh man, I tried so should have brought some hard. Walker quotes. I tried oh. so hard to listen to his last speech. I got about maybe a third of the way through it. I could not begin to understand what he was trying to say. I mean, not. Maybe he needs an interpreter, like <laughs> right, like Biden. Yeah, yeah. Not only did I get like like. Like, not only was it were the words like overturn, but the thought processes mm. like oh, something yeah. about like dirt and elephants or ponies and getting through it to the other side. I, I, again, the whole idea lost me. Like, not only did I not understand what he was trying to say, but the ideas were so convoluted that when he got at the end and people started cheering, and I was like. Why are you cheering? I don't know what you just said. <laughs> this is killing me. I can't find a... a, a it doesn't matter. Look at his picture. muscles. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> He's ripped. It was so confusing. He's a ripped so Republican. Weird. Oh. At some point, we should probably do an episode on QAnon, too, because um, there... So, without trudging any deeper into this, there are some really... <laughs> interesting parts of QAnon and there are some really outlandish parts of QAnon so at some point we should definitely dive into that 
maybe in a future episode next month or something. Well, before, before we get to our next elections, anyhow. <laughs> um, because it's just it's 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 a weird convolution of different ideas that are sprawled out. So I, I think we should spend some. Like Bobert, Bobert actually has backed a bunch of like conspiracy theories from from Q. Trump, uh, obviously Margie Taylor Greene, who is insane. Um, and if it's if it's uh, relevant or relatable right now, you can. I I don't really even know. I've heard the term QAnon. Yeah. I don't know what are the quote unquote conspiracy theories we'll, within it. Yeah, we'll bring. We'll actually bring Bryson on for this because he's done more research than I has, and he's he's pretty good on it. Yeah, he's the one that did the uh, the haunting episode with us for uh, you know for uh, the the conjuring and stuff. Mm, okay. Yeah, he's done more research than I have, so we'll we'll bring him on for that because it's it, it is fairly interesting. Some of it, especially the earlier stuff, some of it was pretty interesting. Again, with a lot of different rabbit trailing, but some of it's good. Some of it's good, and it, and it. Not saying that it's real, but it's fun, and you want to travel down that path because it's it's like your best horror movie. You have to see it to the end, right? <laughs> so, so we'll we'll dive into that a little further, just because it is kind of interesting. Mm. You know, we'll we'll go there. We'll go there, but it's uh, before the next election. <laughs> But Margie Taylor Green, she's another one of those. I have no idea why people like her because she seriously is crazy. And again, doesn't live the quote unquote conservative lifestyle. You know, she does has is is angry all the time. Well, and speaking back to celebrity, while she's not like a major celebrity prior to her political election, yeah, it's local. She was a local celebrity most noted for um, like stalking and accosting a survivor mm-hmm. of the Parkland shooting. That's her claim to fame. Yes. Like a dude who survived a school shooting who watched a bunch of his friends get killed before he was even 18 years old. Yes. She's famous. She's she's elected right now because she stood her ground to make sure that guy felt like crap. Yeah. And it, and going back to the if the rumors are true and I cannot I cannot substantiate currently that they are, but according to popular rumor, the reason why she's going through her whole divorce and everything is because of her affair with her yoga instructor. Oh. So, and again, I cannot substantiate that, so I will not say that it's true, but according to very popular local rumor on her part, um, yeah. So, and you're talking about somebody who's already had a, uh, again, according to local lore, a, a, a difficult relationship with her husband. So, why would you expand on that even further? And and not to mention the you know the uh, partisanship divide. Why would you even bring it further down the road? If you're running on a conservative ticket, why do you keep running on such huge? issues and having these issues yeah yeah you know in one it just you're talking about like you know the issues with like family and divorce and all like that yeah and one thing that's come up like it's not a lot yet but you see it keep bubbling up is like when you adopt these like hard right persona this like burn it all down personality like obviously that leaks into your personal life 
And there's probably only so much your spouse can take of that. We've seen a few cases where like family members have gone like kind of like, you know, off the range. Like they're not just going to like stand by and be silent while their, you know, father or wife or whoever is running this campaign that's like so hurtful. Yeah. Um, and like um, uh, Herschel Walker's son was actually notable for a, a series of, of tweets. I've seen him. That was like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, this guy's full of it. Um, and I was thinking, it made me think of, he's not a politician, but um, Rod Dreher the, of uh, of the American conservative, and he wrote the Benedict Option book. Yeah, um, He's notable. And I, you know, I don't want to infer too much about his private life, but it's weird that he got divorced and then immediately moved to Hungary to be like a lackey for the conservative dictator, Viktor Orban. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was like this, like his, his, his aims, his, his, his deepest desires for this conservative utopia so spilled over in his life that it cost him his family <laughs> yeah yeah I, I don't understand it it, it um and coming from the conservative side I'm, I'm i'm asking if you claim to be a conservative party give me better conservative candidates mm-hmm. you know i mean uh going back to bobert you have uh you know Capital right issues, of course, but then you know you have our Pelosi gunshot video, QAnon support, Capital insurrection. Uh, that's much all of her stuff when it comes to her all of her early arrests. Um, give me better candidates. Yeah. If 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 you if you're telling me that you are a a conservative platform, give me a conservative candidate, and don't say they're conservative. But they're, you know, a uh, ultra left wing hippie in disguise. Well, <laughs> I think our media soaks the uh, flames. Yeah. So I think they're going to pull out the people who they feel like they can make look the worst and give them all the airtime. So, I mean, how many Republicans are there? Oh, there's plenty. And there's some very great ones. Right. I, I brought one up tonight, right? Um, but will they get the same airtime and push? Is someone like whatever her name is? I I, I don't even know her name. Major Green, Marjorie Green. Green. Yeah, yeah. I mean no, because that gets more uh, that gets more views, that gets more clicks. But the fact that those people are still backed by their party is a problem. Well, what happens first is the primary. So they're not really on the national news before the primary. So primaries are where you engage the most rabid partisans of your base. You know, you might be lucky if you get ten percent turnout for a primary. And you try to convince those people that you're the best candidate. So in an environment where like everybody wants the next Trump, like the most extreme candidates, especially in a district that might be like, say, like Republican plus 30 or plus 40, like Lauren Boebert or Marjorie Taylor Greene are the perfect candidates to win that primary. And in that district, once you win the primary, you win the election. So our process before you even get to the point where you're on national media is promoting extremism. I don't think we're going to have another Trump. I hope not. Trump-ish, someone like him. I would argue that truly people who are conservative in this country never wanted a person like Trump. I never did. Makes two of us. Sure, that has to be more of me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially within a conservative movement. Yeah. I think there's a lot who hold their noses, but if there's a third, there's maybe a 30% who are really excited about it. 
And I know a lot of people who actually did speak up within the Pentecostal and evangelical movement, but those voices don't really get mainstream media coverage. Um, They also get kicked out of churches. Yeah. (laughs) Like this is a, I mean, this is a whole other topic, but there is a strong, our pulpits are evolving to often emulate Fox news. Like if you, if you go on YouTube and you look up celebrity preachers, Right? And they're not even big celebrities, just people like a lot of pastors who put their sermons on YouTube, especially the ones who put just a sermon, like they cut it out of the service. <laughs> like they are trying to itch the scratch of the same grievances that the news networks are. But who made that worse? I mean, Trump did. Trump did. Yeah, yeah. And he repealed that law. Wait, which law? Oh, which law? Where, so uh, where uh, uh, nonprofits like churches and stuff... Well, that was never enforced. It was never enforced, but it was up there. Yeah, but it was never enforced. You could lose your I mean, okay, he, he repealed. I mean, honestly, I won't give him that much credit for that because that, that was a train that was already hey, running. I distinctly remember him boasting about that. <laughs> <laughs> he, well, well, of course he boasted about it. Even if it meant nothing, he boasted about it. <laughs> Boast about a lot of things. <laughs> but yeah, actually, this has been a hobby of mine. Maybe it could become a uh, a review of something, but has been to go on and listen to these right wing preachers and let's less like you'll be like, okay, how is he gonna, you know, it'll be Catholic priests even who are ostensibly supposed to be relating the scripture that was picked by Rome back to what they're talking about. And they'll just go like straight from like, you know, Matthew, whatever, to like, you know, trans people in bathrooms, like in a heartbeat. See, and and that's that's exactly it, is that you know, a Trump doesn't really truly represent what conservatism is. Just as much as I think the left doesn't just represent uh, transgender people right. and us and our, you know, critiques of them or whatever people who may support that. I agree. But I, I know very conservative people who are Democrat. So, uh, yeah. The fact that we're still even talking about Trump so hard and not wanting to let him back in when he's not even been the president the past three years is unbelievable. It's truly unbelievable. Well, that's okay, because on the day that Pence releases his book, Trump is going to make sure he has a speech. (laughs) (laughs) You know that. You know, even if he doesn't intend to, just because the way he talks and how he doesn't really plan it, he's going to accidentally announce that he's running for president no matter what, even if he doesn't intend to, which he probably intends to. Oh, (laughs) he's definitely going to. But Plays ball. Yeah. They all play ball. The irony is it's going to come down to him... I, I foresee, and I could be wrong, I foresee three candidates coming out of this. Mm-hmm. I think it may come down to Trump, DeSantis, and Chris Christie. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, explain Chris Christie for me. Because he's going to make his big comeback? Because he's already said he's going to. Okay, so you mean he's going to finish like a distant third, like he's going to get knocked out in the second primary oh, election? Oh, for sure. Okay, okay. But he wants That's to. Be, but he so wants to be up. Like, I could run for primary and get knocked out yes. in Iowa. But he definitely says he's going to go up there. And he will get votes because Chris Christie. Okay? Yeah, yeah. New York lost him. So <laughs> he definitely will get votes. Um, but in the end, it comes down to two. It's going to come down to Trump and DeSantis. Yeah. And well, they Trump, were setting that up for a while. Trump so wants to fillet DeSantis right now. Fillet? Oh, yeah. He's already talking big about nah. trying to take him down. No. Yeah. It- and this gets back to what I was just talking about with primaries. Primaries engage the most, you know, engaged partisans of your base. And 
okay, people in Florida love him, but like if you listen as a casual observer to DeSantis talk, you're like, who is this guy? Like, Trump's gonna pound him. <laughs> so I, his cool boots. Oh, oh, well, he's got cool boots. Um, Absolutely so, not. I think he would destroy Trump in a in a dialogue or debate. Well, what, but we know what how good Trump does in a debate because Trump has lost every debate he's been in. It doesn't really matter. So it matters when he tweets. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. No, I think this, I think DeSantis would would absolutely. Uh, would be a better leader than Trump per se, but I don't know. I mean, I'm not convinced to him either, honestly. I mean, DeSantis, like the, what's going down in Florida, like it's going to be. What's going down? I mean, he's just, he's just making his own little, like, you know, feudal empire down there. I mean, taking it to Disney, like, <laughs> I don't know the fact that you could take down Disney like that. And this is like the, um, I don't know, like they just passed a thing where it was like, it's like illegal to provide certain health care to trans people. There's going to be... I see one weird thing is they haven't gone aggressively on abortion bans, mm-hmm. although they are going to go more aggressive because they have super majorities um, going on. But they have they have the, the don't gay, say gay bill, so they have, like, they're, they're trying to curb free speech. Um, it seems like he can do kind of whatever he wants down there. Um, it's if, weird. If he is the people's support, though, I mean... I don't know. I the little bit that I do know about DeSantis and what I see about him. Uh, first of all, I have a family member who works down in Disney down there, and he, when he got hired, he said the training that he had to go through was very "quote unquote" liberal. Okay, since we're all using the terms tonight, right? <laughs> it's not far right, but liberal thinking. You know, very. You know. Uh, Pro trans, pro LG, all the all the letters. I can't even say all the letters now, but and so, you know, part of me, I, I'm okay with that pushback, because if the pushback means it's going to end up somewhere in the middle, I'm okay with that. Okay. So, Disney trivia. Desantis. What kind of clothing did you have to wear? Way back in the days, pre nineteen eighties, below your costume. Wow, below your what? Your costume. I know you could not have hair like me as a male, like underneath. Yeah. <laughs> so you had to wear your regular t-shirt and jeans and stuff. Okay, but get this: Mormon underwear. You literally had to share the same underwear. With the same person on each shift. What? Yes. How? That was real. <laughs> what? Um, yes, that was real. <laughs> did it get washed? So when they found out that they were transmitting things like certain kinds of illnesses, oh, man. they actually made sure that they weren't wearing the same underwear. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Gross. I know when you started saying like underneath their costume, I was thinking I'd been watching some YouTube videos from like some ex Mormons and they were explaining the Mormon underwear where it's like this full length, like white garment you were supposed to wear under your clothes. Oh. Um, and I was like thinking like, well, I mean, that would be like a thing, like make them wear Mormon underwear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they, they, the costumes came with the underwear and they had to transfer them. 
I only bring that up because that'd be so sweaty. <laughs> you said you have family who worked there. <laughs> no, he He's doesn't. About the underwear. He doesn't have to do that. But he was very, very surprised because you know. Now, granted, let me just say this: I mean, my family comes from an evangelical background. Yep. All right, so there is that. But you know, <clears throat> we've all been to Disney several times before, so I have not. He works there now, security, and he was just surprised. He was like, "You just." At the training you have to go through, that's very, uh, uh, you know, in his opinion, very far to the left. Okay. So. So is okay. it like worse than like using someone's chosen pronouns and like, or like what is like, what would be beyond the pale there? What if your pronoun was pirate? <laughs> <laughs> or pixie? I don't know, but that whole argument to me is even silly. I mean, like I, whatever. The whole pronoun thing, I, I I don't know. I that's not even uh, an argument for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I identify as Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that'd be an easy way if you're always in character. I mean, yeah, yeah. Whatever you are, you are. Great what, equalizer. Yeah. <laughs> what other celebrity uh, guys do we have? Do we have any more? <sighs> There's a few others. I mean, obviously we have Doctor Oz. Yeah, so Doctor Oz, that's an so easy one. Didn't quite make it. Um, was the most out of touch candidate in the history of anything. Um, we so Tommy Tuberville is a little lower key, but he was elected uh, senator in Alabama a few years ago, and he is a renowned football coach at I'm assume the University of Alabama. Is that a university? I don't know college football, but I just know he was a football coach there. Don't either. Um, I do. So literally, like you know, warm body who will vote Republican. Um, JD Vance, I would consider like a minor celebrity because he had the Hillbilly Elegy book that became a a Netflix movie. Okay. Um, And that he had no other political experience. Of course, he won. So now he's representing the interests of us Ohioans. So pray for all of us. Um, (laughs) He won. He He did. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this is this is the I part mean, of yeah. in in his defense. Did you see Tim Ryan's vi- uh, commercials? Was that the one about the orgy? What? Yeah, oh. That <laughs> the one where he's in a kitchen talking about inflation or something? It wasn't that good. It wasn't that good. Like I watched, and I was oh, like, <sighs> "Convince me to vote for you because this is not doing it." <laughs> I mean, Tim Ryan did better than any statewide Democrat other than oh, Sherrod yeah. Brown. I I won't argue that. More. Sherrod Brown was a whole, yeah, that was a whole thing. So, so by the way, as a technician, I actually installed his whole, whole suite down at the federal building. Oh, that's fun. Oh, yeah. Sorry. It was cool. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. No, it was actually a really cool experience. So, okay. his, his I, I didn't actually meet him, but his staff was really cool. Like, really, really cool. Really down to earth, fun to deal with, fun to work with. So, I can't speak to Sherrod Brown himself, but his staff, awesome people. Um, But... Tim Ryan's videos left a little bit to he let's just say he didn't capture my imagination. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fine. I mean politicians yeah. are boring anyway. Well yeah, but <laughs> like like when like when I first saw his commercial, the first thing that came across to me was like, you're trying way too hard. <laughs> Is that the one where he's in the kitchen with the baby? Yeah. Trying to get yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> Good Lord. I remember the first time seeing that. I'm like, I, I don't even know what party he's he's on. 
or anything. And I already don't want to vote. That was actually the point. He didn't want you to know what party he's on because he wanted to get Ohioans to vote for him. And Ohioans don't vote for him. But it was the opposite reaction. Dude, you were awful, man. Yeah. And when I found out that Tim Ryan, I was like, I I wanted to vote for you, but then you had that commercial. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to vote for your opponent just because I don't like you now. (laughs) Yeah. So you voted from the out of state. That's why, again, I say some people, I, I'm all for having handlers, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some people well, need see, The original celebrity politician, uh, maybe not the original original, but uh, the, the archetype is Ronald Reagan. Exactly. Well, of course, of course. But the, who did have, you know, uh, governor experience prior to that, too. He did, he did. So to be honest, Reagan, I actually like. I, if it's a person... As a person, I like Reagan. As a person. In everything I see and everything I read, I really do think he meant the best. That being said, trickle-down economics does not work. (laughs) I am a flat tax person who believes that we need to tax the crap out of the rich the same way we tax the crap out of the middle and lower class. Equal opportunity. So... I do, I, I do not think that that, that worked at all. And, and I vehemently oppose trickle-down economics. In this respect, I believe that he bowed to the powers that be and that he went ahead and did what the powers told him to do. You can't say that. That's Milton Friedman. Well, <laughs> because if you wanted to honestly do politics and taxes the way you're supposed to, it would be equal across the board. So. Yeah, there you go thinking again, Aaron. <laughs> so, I'm going to ar- go back to the celebrity thing. I'm going to argue something because like, I was going to like, I was going to totally back up like the celebrity bad thing. And I'm going to actually say the real problem is, is that we've always had celebrities in politics, but especially on the conservative side, especially now, they're skipping a step. So okay. Ronald Reagan, you know, took steps. He he was governor, yep. and then he was president. Um, and you know, it used to be like if you had some notoriety for some non-office holding reason, you might run for a local office. All right. So I was th- this the reason I was thinking this because I was making my running list of like celebrity politicians or celebrities in politics. And we had talked earlier about Trump's pardons, which made me think of Joe Arpaio, the um, Maricopa County, Arizona sheriff, who yep. you know did crazy human rights abuses to prisoners um, and got pardoned for Trump for it. Um, but he at least had the sense to run for county sheriff. Okay, He probably could have run for higher office if he wasn't so old and if he wasn't such a domestic terrorist. But he ran for lower office first. But you have a lot of like lower cel- level celebrities now. Like, um, you know, one of the right wing provocateurs that lost in Florida a few years ago was Laura Loomer. Like one of those, you know, social media, whatever people who just, you know, Posts like Jews are bad or something like that on social media, and that's how she gets a bunch of likes. Like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, or, or um, you know, he, I don't think he was a hateful person or anything, but um, you know, sometimes they they stick the you know, some guy said one thing one time, and he goes straight for you know a, a, a major office. So one case was years ago um, against Marcy Captor, who is the the um, congresswoman from the Toledo area. They ran Joe the Plumber. I don't even remember his last name, but I remember he, he made the Fox News cycle for like a week or two because uh, he went to a Barack Obama campaign event when he was running for president and said some like pithy statement about 
taxes and spreading the wealth around or something like that. And everybody went, Joe the plumber, he's so smart. Well, his next big move was to run a, you know, a doomed campaign in uh, a heavily Democratic district against Marcy Kaptur. And that's his political career. I know. <laughs> if, it, if the Democrats did what they said they believed in, they would pass flat tax. And they have not done that. At least he tried. He went beyond plumbing. <laughs> True, yeah. You know, it's a good question. Was Joe the plumbing plumbing at that point? Because Joe it's plumber, I mean. it, it keeps getting proposed. <laughs> What's a plumber always a plumber. And, 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 and this is kind of like my issue, right? It's like it's like whether we have a, a very nice plumber or <laughs> or we have honestly a great speaker. I, listen, hate him or love him. Barack, Barack Obama was actually a great speaker. He really was. Yeah. He was a great speaker. No one doubted that. I, I love. I, I I didn't agree with half what he said, but I loved listening to Barack Obama because he was a very good speaker. Okay, he really was, and and honestly, in his relations to uh, the opposing party and international relations, he was pretty good. I have to give him that. I definitely have to give him that. Okay, again, I opposed portions, large portions of what he said, but I have to give him the fact that he was a good political person and he played a very good political game, okay? I I do have problems with some things, but he did pretty good. All right. Um, however, however, if either political party actually stood for what they say they stood for, then they would do the things they say. And I can't put it on the Republicans because Republicans really introduced trickle-down economics, okay, which benefits the rich. Now, recently, they're on the flat tax bandwagon, okay? Republicans have actually been endorsing flat tax. Cool. Well, then do it. Forever, Democrats introduced flat tax, they didn't do it. We have a Democratic president with a large, large Democrat-supporting base that still hasn't done it. So, wait, but so if you... Uh, All right, go ahead. So if we have two parties who are now claiming that they agree with this, then why are you bowing to corporate America and not passing it? So by flat tax, you mean like, okay, say... Everybody gets taxed equally. And there's no like deductions to that exceptions. Yes. Okay. Okay. Because um, I mean it wasn't for flat tax, but I remember Chris, Kristen, Kristen, Kristen Cinema. Um, you know she was opposed to any changes to the upper level tax brackets, like a minimum tax threshold, which would be in the ballpark of a flat tax, at least you know out in left field, but still in the ballpark. Um, so there was actually sabotage from the Democratic yeah. Society on that. Which never got passed. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. They they recently did, and I forget who this poll, I think it was AP. They recently did, they, they pulled in a, a financial analyst and said, if we did an absolute 100% flat tax within five years, not only would we have a balanced budget, but we would once again become that world power we claim to be. And that's simply by doing nothing better than introducing an actual, uninhibited, flat tax. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure that'll bode well with Bill Gates. 
Bezos. Oh, Bill Gates, Trump, Ellison. You name the Trump, billionaire, Trump, Bezos. Trump's not a heavy baller. No, but he does benefit from that. From that yeah, he would. Trickle economics. So the trouble is, is that anybody who makes hundreds of millions or billions, they're paying like 3% in taxes. Oh, yeah. I mean... It's not going to happen, Aaron. But you know why it's not going to happen. I know why it's not happening. Because the, the conversation is deeper than right or left. I understand. But that's where I can show you that both sides are being governed by something bigger Ooh, I didn't say it. than both sides. I didn't say it. That sounds like a theory about a conspiracy. That sounds a little QAnon-ish to me. <laughs> that's not, oh, no, no. That's not, this, this predates QAnon by generations. I agree. I'm just joking around. <laughs> But all right, I'm surprised you guys haven't brought up the biggest celebrity Republican of all. Great tell. Come on. Let's go. Now look into your computers. Pull the gloves off. Tell me. Come on. Let's do it. The most popular. I'm drooling. Oh, please don't make me do an impression. I'm drooling. I'm drooling. We need water. Wait, who's that? What other state would need water? Oh, Arnold? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. He's got to be the biggest celebrity we ever had. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that someday they will change the law just to let him be president. So many Arnold movies. We can't even name one Reagan was in. No, he's the Gipper thing, right? You know. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that's Terminator. Called. I mean. Yeah. He will someday be president before he dies. <laughs> Well, he wasn't born here. You think so? It doesn't matter. They will change no, the law actually, for him. Honestly, I was thinking the same thing about Elon Musk. Like when he like was like you know doing his celebrity burning thing to the, Twitter yeah, to the ground thing. But it's I was Elon like, Musk. You know, every time a celebrity overextends himself, I get a little worried that they're going to become president next. But the trouble, <laughs> the trouble is that everybody likes Arnold. It keeps you up at night. <laughs> everybody likes Arnold, but sixty percent of people on any given side don't like Elon. So yeah. No, I, mm. So there was a few mm. things. I don't want to go too much. You know, we could have you not about, seen Kindergarten Cop? Oh, a Kindergarten Cop is amazing. Like that that little part with the little boys. Like, hey, guess what? <laughs> boys have a fetus and girls have a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. This is burned in my skull. Um, <laughs> Arnold's endearing, man. He really is. I, honestly, he probably wasn't a terrible politician. Actually, there's there's some people who can rise to the occasion. Dude. Um, so. On that note, so Arnold, where did he first make his name? It was bodybuilding, right? Or whatever. No. 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 Everybody thinks it was bodybuilding. It was not bodybuilding. He was a career real estate agent. Oh my gosh. He owned practically half of like Vienna, California. What? Yeah. So like he was huge in real estate before he went into career bodybuilding. Mm. Dude's like lived like four lives. I know. Before he so, was so he was before he Arnold. controlled the universe, huh? <laughs> wow. He controlled one state before the universe. Amazing. Talk about skipping steps. Right? <laughs> He's right up there with the creator. Yeah. <laughs> so like so like yeah, so 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 he has so he was already wealthy before he was like a bodybuilder. Dang. Yeah. Mm. So there, there you go. I'd vote for him again if he ran. He should move to Ohio. He should. I mean, he, it does he take would a... outdo Dewine. <laughs> oh heck yeah. Still sexy. There's like, like like one hand where it's like he was actually like a pretty special Republican that could actually lead a state like that and do all right. 
uh, especially having no previous political experience. There's also a sense in which California's recall process, which is how he got elected, is so weird. Like basic flukes, like basically everybody throws their hat in the ring. So like even if it's like the case for recalling the incumbent governor is totally bad, it's totally a crapshoot if he gets reelected or not. Mm. Um, so like mm. based on the environment, like 75 different celebrities will throw their hats in the ring. And, and if, any, if one of them picks up steam, I mean, you're, you're, um, you know, next president, I'm trying to think of a dopey celebrity. Your next president could be, I don't know, Nick Lachey or something like that. <laughs> like one of the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> governor at best. Or governor. I mean, that's sorry. I'm governor. Yeah. Yeah. RIP. RIP Aaron Carter. <laughs> but he got up there and he actually wasn't bad. Um, but there could have been a totally different scenario where there is a bodybuilder, uh, movie star who sucks at anything political, who gets up there just because of California. All right. Like anybody All right. Fine. Jason Momoa is going to be the next governor. <laughs> we all know it. Let's look at him. He's Aquaman. Oh, you know what this reminds me? He already me? rules the seas. <laughs> so there is a way. So if we are going increasingly towards a celebrity politician, there is a way out of this. Like we could be picking like consensus, like celebrities, everybody loves who like based on their reputation, you just wouldn't expect them to be that awful. Like even if they were incompetent, at least they would be like seem like reasonable people. So right after Trump won, I wrote a parody uh, on my medium that nobody reads. That was why. <laughs> is that true? I, what? Is it on Twitter? Wait, <laughs> wait. <laughs> Do you pay the eight bucks a month for your celebrity status? I do not yet. But after those parodies that showed up on Twitter the past week, I was highly tempted to. Um, but I wrote uh, I wrote an article. It was it was only really half parody. It was about how LeBron James should run for president because he would have been of age of the next election. After Probably that. will. Like, mm. I mean, he would win the Ohio vote. Oh, definitely. Um, Hands down. And he seems, you know, he's obviously a much savvier businessman than Donald Trump. Dude, honestly, I... <sighs> I might vote for him. Yeah. So, <laughs> so picture picture a future where your election is like LeBron James versus Dwayne Johnson. No, 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 future. Don't do that because The Rock is The Rock. I know, I know. It's an impossible choice. Everybody's going to vote for The Rock because he's The Rock. Dude, even in LeBron, sorry, The Rock wins. I'm not I'm not disagreeing. But, but you know, those are probably without... You know, knowing too much about their politics, like I know one's, you know, LeBron is pretty, you know, left wing, and I don't even know what his politics are. I'll still vote for the Rock. Right. Was, I'm saying, like, <laughs> I don't. LeBron versus the Rock would not be a competition between extremists. Like these would be people like we would relate to. You would have to go the Rock against Jason Momoa. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that is the next phase of American politics, <laughs> trending towards you know professional wrestling. You know, because that's what it seems like. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, it always seems like there has to be something new every time, you know, especially the presidential elections come around. There has to be a new element thrown in. I mean, that's a female running or that's now we finally made our, you know, the black America has their black president, that kind of thing. Okay. To keep <laughs> people going along. I'm a straight white male and I'm saying right now, I want to see Jason Momoa. And Dwayne the John the Rock Johnson you can't say straight white <laughs> debate each other 
on a beach in California <laughs> in the blazing sun. Okay, well, that would be epic. There's a platform from that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it's. I'm not gonna argue it's for the White House. That would be amazing. <laughs> Maybe if there's a little rubbing oil. I don't know. <laughs> see, I don't care who you are. We want to see this. <laughs> yeah. Actually, a few years ago, uh, Matthew McConaughey was weigh- yeah, weighing a run for the Texas governor. Another person. He I'd probably would have done better than Beto. Beto's lost like 16 times now. I would totally to be honest, vote for McConaughey. That was tempting. Yeah. <laughs> that was tempting. I don't even know what, which party he'd be what? in, but I'd vote for him. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. You know, thinking of a state like Ohio, when you think of like the Democratic bench in Ohio, like the two Democrats of like statewide renown were Tim Ryan and Ann Whaley, and they both lost. So like, who's next? LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't think LA even wants LeBron James right now. So I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he still has a house in Bath. So that, I like, think, I think the Clippers would take. He's eligible. Him. Yeah, he, he's got some work to do to rebuild, and I got some other personal issues with him. But oh, that, I digress right now. <laughs> yeah, but The Rock and, and Jason Momoa are definitely on the table. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the Rock. yeah. So okay, we have to think of who, like, what other like celebrities would make good politicians uh, mm. completely turning this John Cena hey <laughs> alright now we gotta go outside for professional Come wrestling on. <laughs> Tom Hanks just think about sure I would Morgan love- Freeman I oh would- man oh, dude the voice president. of God he's, he's already president. president he's already president <laughs> that's on. it that's it he's got it yep. he's got it you got our vote Morgan <laughs> you don't I'm even surprised. have to- I mean I feel like this is gonna happen at some point yeah. because it's kind of already happened with Trump like Trump was in Home Alone too, so he was a movie star. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yeah. <laughs> so all these other people are like, "Dude, Trump was like a B-list celebrity." As if that, and made, I'm not as if that made the movie better, right? <laughs> I I would love to see like say a John Cena and John John. I'm sorry, a John Cena. You're really honest, John Cena kid, man. In <laughs> a, a Morgan Freeman debate, Ooh. that would be amazing. That wouldn't be a debate. The, oh no 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 no! Morgan Freeman all day long. Yeah, but that would be stupendous to watch. Can oh, you imagine that? that I, mean, I mean, think about think about just just the ethics behind their ver- mm. <laughs> their verbal <laughs> contested arguments. That would be amazing. I mean, you have two huge different thought processes. Yeah, and see, you know what. I, I would vote for Morgan regardless of whichever party he ran for. It's God. Yeah. <laughs> if, if that meant Democratic, fine. If that meant Republican, fine. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah. I would do that. Because yeah. I feel like there's something about him that conveys uh, like ethics and moral are important to him. Yeah. I just don't get that feeling you know, in general with most politicians. Nope. nope. He doesn't seem like a sellout to me. He doesn't. Or a prostitute for the system. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, no, I agree. All right. A few okay, more so, a few more categories. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So, so so what we're saying is we have to start this huge campaign, Morgan Freeman 2028. Freeman for 2020. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Good Lord. I'm going to bring up two new categories of celebrity politicians, prospective celebrity politicians. Anybody who plays an Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> 
Oh man, we might right, be digressing Chris, in our, right. our society. <laughs> Come on, Chris Evans. Yeah, Dude, no, Chris Evans. I was just Captain like, freaking America. Chris Evans has to be up there because the Hulk. he is Mark Captain Ruffalo? America. Come on, I like Mark. Yeah, yeah. Everybody likes Mark. Ruffalo's Mark. amazing. Um, Dude, you cannot get a better negotiator than when. Hold on, when he's Bruce Banner, he's a great negotiator. Yeah. What Not if they, so much as the Hulk. What if they run as a group? They'll be like, hey, vote up and down this ticket. We got president, <laughs> vice president. We got a bunch of Congress people, all Avengers. What if we got president, Captain America, vice president, <laughs> oh my God. the Hulk? If that ever happens, <laughs> if, if, if any of this ever even remotely came close to happening, like North Korea could invade us and we'd be in trouble. <laughs> That's how that's how far gone. But, but, but we'd be happy. <laughs> Who has a worse cabinet? The Hulk or Donald Trump? Really? He has a good point. <laughs> cabinet? What do you mean? Like like yeah. everybody knows like the real stuff happens I mean, at the cabinet level. It's the people you appoint. I mean, the Secretary of Defense would be Black Widow. Thank oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so we agree all we all agree on that. <laughs> All right. All right. Yes. My second category of celebrity, okay, is pop divas. Like, it's going to be a few elections before she's eligible, but okay. Taylor Swift, resident. Ooh. That's going to get like 80% Ooh. of the woman vote. That's going to fly with Kanye. I mean, yay. <laughs> I mean, yay. 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 Art, artist yay. formerly known. <laughs> like, she keeps getting more powerful. Like it's it's scary. She's, she's an industry it's unto herself. scary how powerful is she is. When your base show is $500 minimum a ticket. <laughs> That's scary. Yeah. And you know what? She, you know, if she did something wrong, she would take ownership. She would go up to the microphone and be like, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> yeah. But if she, if she ever has political enemies, she's also going to write a song about them. So like, mean, like her exes. <laughs> at this point, we know she's married to the devil. But <laughs> Oh man, she would write them. Come on, we we been about the, the North been, Korean president. Oh my gosh, been serving him for a long time. So let's let's just get that out. <laughs> yeah, it's it, Pop divas. Hmm. It's scary. At I this wouldn't point. vote for her, but uh, I'd go for like J Lo. Yeah, yeah. Who wouldn't vote for J Lo? I mean, she's like she's in her fifties and looks like she's thirty seven max. Uh, I I think the that dark woman has found the fountain of youth. I think the dark horse in this race for Pop Diva president is Lizzo. Like, so. I give it a few years. I think everybody's going to be talking about Lizzo for president. Eh. Hmm. Like, the way she, uh, what, who was that? Uh, was that Thomas Jefferson's flute? Like, she played Thomas Jefferson's flute. It sounds horrible. <laughs> but, wow, I don't even know what that means, but I'm going like, to look it, it was up. A controversy. <laughs> it was a PG-13 show. Come a, on here. It was a controversy, like, that you have to play these, like, ancient instruments, like, every once in a while, or else they, like, go decrepit or whatever, and, like, they, like, break. So, like, the Library of Congress had Lizzo play Thomas Jefferson's flute, and, like, Fox News, et cetera, went nuts. It was like, I can't believe Lizzo is desecrating Thomas Jefferson's flute, but she was like an awesome flute player. Like, she kicked the crap out of that thing. Wow. So, I mean, that's a stepping stone to president. Okay, so <laughs> how far up do we have to go before we have Lindsey Sterling? Who's that? Lindsey Sterling? Wait. Oh, my Lord, she's amazing. Wait, yeah. Lindsey Sterling's amazing. Yeah, not too oh. many people know her, though, unfortunately. Okay, so... Oh, violent. Oh, okay. So yeah. if you're even decently familiar with great music, mm -hmm. you're going to know <laughs> See, <I'm not>. Lindsay <laughs> Sterling. Yeah. 
I, I agree. I mean, my, my, my music aficionado here uh, understands. <laughs> I, I, I get it. She is phenomenal. Who can dance and play the way she does with full choreography at the same time? That would be the first State of the Union. It has no words. It would just be. <laughs> right? I mean, have you not seen one of her music videos? Oh. I'm wondering if I've seen one of these and just not know it. Oh, it's phenomenal. I'll play it for you after the show. This is when we do Bible Over Brews after hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just phenomenal. Yeah, trust me. Phenomenal. So what we're saying is here in general, we have a lot of great candidates for president. We're just not If we're going celebrity status. We don't we don't have a say so, I think is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And she she has this really cool but weird testimonial when it comes to her faith. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's. Oh yeah, she's definitely not winning the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, I mean yeah, not gonna sugarcoat. Yeah, it. Lindsay Sterling has has a very <laughs> weird but kind of cool like faith thing going on. So yeah, you know how all the people are really gonna like like that if it all goes towards celebrities, it's gonna be think of like this is the worst YouTuber around. That's who's actually gonna become president. I mean, we all mm. know who the actual next president is. It's Ken Reeves. Oh, dang. Nobody can beat Ken Reeves. Oh, man. A native-born American that there's literally not a single person in the entire country who would oppose him. It's Ken Reeves. You're you're right. You're right. It's Ken Reeves. I mean, the man is a multimillionaire, sits down with homeless people, and eats muffins with them. Yeah, but he understands how the matrix works. I don't think want, I don't think they want an inside guy on the inside. It's Ken Reeves. All day long it's Ken Reeves. Again, he knows how the matrix works. He'll just walk right through the code. Mm-hmm. He's had too many pills, you know what I mean? It's Ken Reeves all day long. Keanu red pilled. <laughs> it's too much we're giving the enemy too much fodder there for <laughs> Well, I've loved this episode. It's been a ton of fun. <laughs> Gumby, final thoughts? Oh, man, it's been great. Nothing's uh, taboo over brew. Keith? Deep apologies to Tim Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to apologize to Tim Tebow. Anyway, <laughs> we never, never even got to him. <laughs> Please check us out on uh, on any social media, on our platforms, on our Patreon. Help us you know, pay for our beers and our spirits for you because we are here to open your thoughts up yeah. and to help us vote for our next president, Ken Reeves. A dollar. Just give us a dollar. Yeah. Yep. A dollar. That's it. You can go with that. <laughs> <Eight> dollars. <laughs> good, good fight. Good night. All right. Peace out.